It was at this moment that he knew. Damn, son, where'd you find this? So just do it! Make your dreams come true! Just do it! You are now listening to the world's most popular, inaccurate, and sometimes squirreled retelling of pop culture history. It's Podcast 42 on the Podfix Network. recording so that's why why would he I do not that? start because recording. he always does that he always starts recording right before we're about to start so, so wwe hall of fame announced his first group okay and degeneration x is going in and the tag team that was big in there okay you know what their catchphrase was what oh you didn't know oh my god <laughs> i was wondering where you were going I with that because i didn't think nicole so was a much. big wrestling fan i'm not he's no. just but you know how much I love saying that. <laughs> and I hope they get a Hall of Fame shirt that just says, oh, you didn't know? Oh, my God. That Who who says that? The road dog, Jesse James. Do I know that person? Brian Armstrong. He was Jeff Jarrett's manager in the early 90s as the roadie. I recognize Jeff Jarrett. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, speaking of Jeff Jarrett, it's time for Podcast yeah. 42. Hey. I'm Christopher DeVos. I'm Nicole Fasone. JL Trose. I'm Laura. Hi, Laura. Who Hi. someday will get a last name. Yes. No, never. Even though, as stated this before, that your last name is plastered on all of the, um, you know, stuff. It doesn't matter because my last name's not even on Facebook. It oh. Is not. Well, not my profile. Yes, I hacked into your profile. No, you didn't. <laughs> he did. I'm going to report you to Facebook police. And what are they going to do? <laughs> They're going to deactivate your Facebook. And what does that mean? Nothing. Well, it's got to it be means your information became that much safer. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it means when I'm bored, I actually have to find something constructive to do. And so, not just post on the group? Well, I will miss the group. Yeah. Well, then maybe you should go back and fix my name. <laughs> but that means you have to monitor the group oh no that means you need to go back and fix (laughs) (laughs) so anyway this week we are talking about weird al yankovich which was a topic that was presented by chris w green from the gravity beard podcast thanks chris one of the chris's one of the chris in the pod chris network yes Oh, I forgot to write that down on the cheat sheet. Don't write Pod Chris, write Pod Fix. It's too late. Oh, no. But before we get into all of that, let's open up JL's beer cooler. JL's beer cooler. It's cooler than you think. JL's beer cooler. Yeah. <laughs> JL, what did you bring today? You know, I got tired of trying to upset you, so I thought I'd try and win you over. So I brought you one of your favorite types of beers. Yay! And it's not a Stella. Uh, that's okay. Yay! <laughs> it's from Wakula Brewing, looks like, and it's a Hefeweizen. Guess what? It's actually Chicken First nope. Magnitude Is Brewing. It? I read it wrong. <laughs> yes. It's First Magnitude Brewing Company out My of Gainesville. My finger was covering the brewing company. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guess Oops. what I hate as much as IPAs? Hefeweizens? Yes. That's, that's, and I'm winning this week already. <laughs> See? I'm going to please know. one and upset the other. And that's just how things work out, isn't it? That's okay. You're pleasing the one that matters. I it, will give the label a strong four. It's it a cool looking, checks, though. A cool looking uh, can, that's for sure. 
there's like the underlying design and then there's a nice big gator because it's from Florida and I mean yeah, what else is there in that's Florida? That's old like Joe gators? the giant alligator who spent his years basking on the banks of Florida's oh, there's a largest story. first magnitude spring Wakula. This hazy refreshing wheat beer may make you want to go catch some rays too. Or may want you to pour it out into the ocean. Either way I found where it says First Magnitude Brewing Company. <laughs> <laughs> well, stay tuned to the end of the episode, and we will tell you what we think of this beer as we sip on it uh, throughout the show. But right now, it is pop quiz time. Get out your pens and papers and your protractors and your compasses. And I'm expecting catchy names for this quiz. Oh, boy. You're going to be so sorely disappointed. This pop quiz is called This Quiz is Accordion to Weird Al (laughs) (laughs) or (laughs) or (laughs) Dare to be Stupid and Get These Questions Wrong or If Your Lady Makes You Mad in the Hood Sometimes You Just Gotta Yankovich (laughs) Yankovich (laughs) Okay I wish I wish I had the thought process that goes into those kinds of names. Like, That's I why really I'll never like be a comedy writer. One. Like yank a bitch. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, I got it. I got it. Thanks. <sighs> Five general knowledge facts on Weird Al in order of the easiest to the four. One point for each correct pun. Sorry, I'm still laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Question number one: What's Weird Al's real name? His real name. It's not in the script. Dang it. Laura. <laughs> it's okay, I know it. Please don't be skimming that script. It's not there. Question number two. <laughs> I hope we have the same answer. <laughs> what podcaster shares a birthday with Weird Al? Of the four of us? A podcaster. D- because there isn't an infinite amount of podcasts. Yeah. We know <laughs> every single podcaster's there birthday. There is like, I think there's only like 12 podcasts in the world. Okay. There's Joe Rogan. Okay. <laughs> there's Gravity Beard. <laughs> there's um, Us. And this is Us. There's like nine other ones. Okay. <laughs> Question so it's either three. Joe Rogan, <laughs> somebody from Gravity Beard, or us. Or so there's your, there's your choices. I narrowed it down. <laughs> Thank you. Question number three. What radio personality played a key role in Al's early career? This guy's on the radio. Helped Weird Al a lot. God, I don't know. Write down a name. Do not write down Joe Rogan. You can write down Seth Rogan. No, I'm just coming up he with was much on radio. better. Was he? Yeah. Much better. Where do you think answers. he met, you know, all the people he works with? On the radio? On the radio. Question number four. <laughs> what was Al's first top ten Billboard single? This is his first song to actually hit the top ten. He had songs on the radio, but they didn't hit the top ten. Staring at me will not give you the answer. <laughs> I was really hoping it would. And question number five. Which sandwich does Al mention in the song Fat? Say that again. Which sandwich does Al mention in the song Fat? Hint, it's not a Cuban. How, how did you know I was thinking Cuban? Because <laughs> you just ate one before we started. It wasn't a Cuban. It was a buffalo chicken. Think how hard it would be to rhyme anything with the word Cuban. 
<laughs> Try to rhyme something with the word Cuban. No. You can't. I don't want to. You can, I'm sure, but I don't want to think about that right now. Human? Yeah. Give me a human Cuban. Give me my Cuban. So it's got to rhyme. Cuban. That's what you're saying. No, but... It doesn't He's have saying to it rhyme, has to rhyme. No, it doesn't have to rhyme, but... <laughs> yeah, but that helps. <laughs> it would help. Okay. All right. Question number one. What's Weird Al's real name, Laura? <laughs> I put Albert Yankovic. <laughs> Albert yeah. Yankovic? Yeah. yeah. JL? <laughs> I surprisingly also put Albert Yankovic. <laughs> Nicole? I put Albert Einstein. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Laura and JL, you get half a point. <laughs> Nicole, you get no points. I decided to give fun answers this week because I you always hate when I don't give an answer. You have to give an answer. Hit I'm Trafford. You said Alfred. The Al- Pat Cave. Oh, I'm Alfred. Alfred. Alford. Alfred. Alfred. The Pat Cave is somewhere where pedophiles <laughs> would hang out. Oh. So who got the van? <laughs> Question It's Alfred, two. not Alfred. 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 Yeah, like the butler of Batman. Yeah. That's what I was going for. I'm so confused. Um, Alfred Matthew Yankovich was not a butler. It, that was I'm not the confused part. No, no that was okay. not the okay. confused okay. part. Just keep going. All right. <laughs> Question number two. What podcaster shares a birthday with Weird Al? Nicole? I said Chris from Gravity Beard. It's <laughs> the only one I know. JL? I said one of the Chris's on the Pod Chris Network. <laughs> <laughs> Laura? I said you. Um, Nicole, what did you say, Nicole? Chris from Gravity Beard. All right, you get zero points. Of course I do. <laughs> JL, you get point three of a point. <laughs> and Laura, you're correct. It's me. <laughs> it's all about me. I share a birthday, October 23rd. Wow, I feel like this was a trap. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Like so hey, hey guys, <laughs> just so you know, that one was in the script. Well, <laughs> notes for later. Me too, but or I know his. Podcast 42 group page. All right. Question number three. What radio personality played a key role in Al's early career jail? Dr. Demento. Laura? I also put Dr. Demento. <laughs> Nicole? I don't know. I was guessing. I said Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> Nicole, score yourself a point. Laura and JL, score yourselves 15,000 points. <laughs> Dr. Demento is correct. I'm going to actually write down 15,000. <laughs> Question number four. What was Al's first top ten billboard single, Nicole? I want to be sedated. Do you, have you ever listened to Weird Al before? I've never listened to Not him. a single song? No. I know I told you I'm really sorry I didn't get to prep this week as much as I do all, all you have the to other do weeks. I listen to parody songs. I made a Pandora station, which was a Weird Al and essentially Chris's favorite band, They Might Be Giants. Yeah. They might Where be I heard giants, Particle Man boy. on the way here. They might be giants. <laughs> so I'm just going to go be, ahead and give myself no points. But anyway, who's next? Nicole doesn't know Weird Al at all. No. JL. <laughs> like a surgeon. Good guess. Laura. I put the saga begins. Bad guess. Yeah, that's what I got. <laughs> it was white and nerdy. Really? It was his first song to break the top ten. I and thought Amish Paradise would have been up there too. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. I thought uh, uh, Fat would have been up there. Yeah. <laughs> Question number five: What sandwiches I'll mention in Fat? Speaking of Fat, 
Uh, Laura, bad segue. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not how that was supposed to segue. I, I, <laughs> uh, um, I know who's sleeping on the I couch. I think I quit. <laughs> I don't know if I want to sit next to you anymore. JL, I want to be Orange Mike. Switch places with me. Nope, nope. I'm Orange <laughs> Mike. talking this song. Uh-huh, sure. Um, I put pastrami on rye. JL. I said tuna melt. Nicole. I don't, I don't know what either of those can rhyme with. I said brisket. <laughs> brisket? I don't know. Brisket isn't a type of sandwich. It is a type of sandwich. No. A brisket sandwich. There you go. <sighs> it is ham on whole wheat. Yeah, because I would have guessed that. Ham on Bris- whole wheat. Brisket isn't a sandwich, but ham on whole wheat is a sandwich. Uh, hey, yeah. I was kind of close with pastrami on rye. That was really good yeah. with pastrami on rye. That was nice. I don't know why you're so surprised you never get question number five. I never get any questions. Oh, that's, that's not true. true. You got a point earlier. We just got 15,000. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into the script. Um, first, though, uh, something we haven't been doing that we probably should be doing. Uh, sources for this script were VH1's Behind the Music, Biography.com, Wikipedia, and WeirdAl.com. That's where we got our information. Wait a minute, we're getting real information? <laughs> Don't use it in a book report. Yeah. <laughs> hey, much like Weird Al, he parodies it, okay? <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. All right. After 10 years of uncomplicated peace and quiet, Al Yankovic was born on October 23rd, 1959, to proud parents Mary Elizabeth and Nick Yankovic. Mary and Nick lived in Linwood, California, a conservative, upper-middle-class neighborhood. We were a bit older than the other parents on the block. <laughs> So Al mostly hung out with us adults. When Al was a baby, I remember he exclusively only hung out with us adults on the account he couldn't feed himself, and he pooped his pants a lot. Nick, that's what babies do, silly. Yeah, but Al did it a lot. Well, I don't think it was entirely true. I remember watching over Al and protecting him so very much, except when my mom would make Al try on these dresses and dance in the backyard. You see, my mom made clothes for the other children in the family, and Al Al is the trier honor for them. I'm not sure what you two were thinking. I'm thinking maybe you were a little sauced. As I was growing up, his gift of intelligence started showing. Except wearing dresses in the yard. That was true. Nick, stop. You could give Al any two numbers and he could add them in his head. Like one plus zero and one plus one and four billion, three hundred and twenty one million, three hundred and eleven thousand and some other numbers plus two (laughs) hundred Good. Yeah. Um, plus 234,123,412. What's the answer to that one? I don't know. I'm not Al. Oh, okay. <laughs> As Al's school career progressed, his teachers noticed that he needed something else to learn to fill his time. It just so happened that an electric guitar salesman and an accordion salesman came to the door around the same time. And I, being the great mother that I am, picked the coolest of the two instruments to learn. Yep, no mystery here. She picked the goddamn accordion. Language, Nick, please. The boy might hear you. Goddamn boy, 60 years old. (laughs) Still, he's my baby. Besides, I was inspired by my favorite polka star, Frank Inkovich. No relation. At least you and your mother are not 
sticking him in dresses anymore. That you know of. Oh, boy. Al took, the accor- took to the accordion quickly and wrote around 20 original songs as a child. He would play in the backyard for family and friends, which would result in earning pocket change. In high school, Al was labeled a nerd and odd. This didn't stop him from doing his own thing, however. Al remembers... I like to play pranks. I also joined the speech team. That was fun. I even grew my hair into an afro because that was kind of the style at the time. My good friend Chia said it inspired him to come up with this invention where you grew plants on ceramic heads. But I don't know what he was talking about. All I remember of Chia is that he would sing his name everywhere he went. Cha-cha-cha-chia! Oh, Oh my God. Nicole. I was also part of the yearbook committee for which he wrote most of the captions and the Volcano Worshippers Club. Oh, volcanoes. We loved them. In the Volcano Worshippers Club, we did absolutely nothing but worship volcanoes and Joe. We started the club just to get an extra picture of ourselves in the yearbook. That's actually clever. I give him props for that. Al also discovered the Dr. Demento show at this time. Dr. Demento specialized in playing humorous and sometimes borderline risque songs on the radio. Dr. Demento here. We play songs like Baby's Got the Cutest Little Dingy in the Navy and Dead Puppies and Don't Eat the Yellow Snow. They were harmless and fun. Oh, I do not like that Dr. Dimension show. Dr. Demento. I don't want Al listening to that at all. It was filthy. I listened anyway, as any good son would. I would just sneak the show, which was hard because internet was not around or cell phones, and the only radio was that big one that looked like a piece of furniture in the middle of the living room. Al began recording his own songs on an old 8-track for the Dr. Demento show. Most of the songs he sent were not good. One was a song of just fart and burp noises set to accordion music. Another song, however, called Belvedere Cruising, which was about his family's Plymouth Belvedere, had some clever lines. So I put the tape on the air. Page turn. Immediately. (laughs) (laughs) What an apt word for that. Page turn. (laughs) The song got traction and Al soon began being known in high school as the kid with a song on the radio. This helped Al come out of any shell that high school had held him in and left him further develop his own thing. Yankovic graduated in 1975, not only early at 16 and a half, but was also valedictorian of his senior class. He attended California Polytech State University in San Luis... San Luis Obispo. That one. Where he (laughs) earned a degree in architecture. And you have to say it like that. I'm not saying it like that. San Luis Obispo. Okay. Architecture at Cal Poly was probably the hardest course they had. Yankovic also played at local coffee houses, accompanied by friend Joel Miller on banjos. Bongos. (laughs) They're they're actually... (laughs) They're actually banjo bongos. It's a new type of instrument. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. It looks like bongos, but it's got strings across the top of it. Banjos is spelled the same way, except the A. It's an A. I played that too oh, to go with the accordion. It was a two-hand thing. And then I had the little drum pedals, and that's how I played the bongos. <laughs> yeah, what Hello. else, Al? 
because it was sort of like amateur music <laughs> night, and a lot of the people were like wannabe Dan Fogelbergs. They'd get up on stage with their acoustic guitar and do these lovely ballads, and I would get up with my accordion and play the theme from 2001 A Space Odyssey, and people were kind of shocked that I would be disrupting their mellow Thursday night folk fest. See, folk! Banjos! Go with folk music! Um, disruption, bongos, accordion... Mm-hmm. Even though there wasn't much call for rock and roll accordion, Al and his friends put together a band adding Jews harp to the act. <laughs> now, why is that funny? I don't know. They're laughing at me. Because <laughs> you played the laughing. harp. They would, of, they you know would often performing. Like, what is this? It's not just me. Not... Do you know what a Jews harp is? No, I don't. Did you ever watch uh, Snoopy? Any Snoopy specials? No. Well, what? Of course not. Of course not. What rock did you live under? It okay, looks like... Um, the one Patrick from SpongeBob lives under. That. It looks like an open pair of pliers with another little thing in the middle of them. And you put it in your mouth. And you bling, 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 bling with it. (laughs) (laughs) It's not just being gracious. They added a Jew's harp to the act. They were often performing the Tom Layer song. I know how to use my mouth, Ma. Okay, Table of Elements. The crowd crowd would be confused at first, but by the end of the night, they were laughing and digging it. Just like hopefully people are about this podcast. That was a great accordion there that you were playing there, Nicole. Eventually, we would get standing ovations, and this is where I decided I want to do something with my life that got me standing ovations. During Yankovic's sophomore year at Cal Poly, he became a disc jockey at KCPR, the university's radio station. He named his show The Weird Al Show. It was original. He would mix rock and roll, comedy, and original material together in a mesh of radio goop. I was originally nicknamed Weird Al by my fellow students, and I just kind of kept it. Apparently, I would just stare at other students in the hallways, and that creeped them out. I wasn't staring at them. I had eye drops in. Al was basically trying to be me at the college level. Yes, but not as vulgar as you, Mr. Dimension. No dead yellow puppy songs covered in shaving cream. It's Dr. Demento, and you kind of know what you're getting into with me just by my name alone. No shockers there. Oh, no, I am shocked. No shockers. (laughs) No shockers. I am a good Christian woman, Alfred. You should know better. Yankovic would do things on the radio like play Queen's We Will Rock You at a higher speed and then announce it was by the Vienna Boys Choir. He soon de- <laughs> his show soon developed a cult following. He was getting the biggest ratings and the most call-ins of any other show on the station. And the station's management pretty much let him do what he wanted. His show was gaining listeners from across the whole state of California. Let's not forget who really inspired this all. Me. Oh, hush you. It's not all about you. <laughs> I have always watched over my owl, and I will let you take grit. And I will not let you take credit for my son's hard work, natural humor, and incredibly good-looking hairstyles. Now you hush, Demento. You said my name right. Yes, I did. I know all about you, Demento Parcheesi head. What? 
Never mind. Continue, Nicole. Oh, thanks. Around this time, the next, my, sh- my, my Shauna. My Sharona. That's not uh, what it says. You spelled it wrong. That's just not what it said. My Shauna. But you should know this song whether I spelt it wrong or not. No, and again, nobody knows that he spelled it wrong until you point it out. Exactly. Nobody knows, aka me, I don't know who sang you my nev- Sharona, so I'm not going to see next. Yeah, I know that that's what it's supposed to be. How, I, how do you not know my this Sharona? This is my last show. <laughs> my Sharona. Was making waves on the radio. Al got to writing a parody of the song called My Baloney. My Baloney. <laughs> it's like my Sharona, but, but my Bologna. Yeah, see how the my, 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 my Bologna. Really I really can't. Yes, you can. He wanted you to record to the song my for Bologna. his show, but the acoustics were terrible in the studio itself. I ran a wire from the production hall across the hallway and into the men's bathroom. It gave this really great echo effect until Wally flushed the toilet 50 times. He ate bean burritos that day. My Bologna was also being played on the Dr. Demento show. The Dr. Parcheesi head show is what I call it. That's right. When the Knack heard it, the band loved it. They called their own label, Capital A&R, and suggested that they sign Weird Al. Capital was a little skeptical because of the other Sharona parodies were making the rounds, including Rice-A-Roni, My Corona, and Atoli. But since the Knack was their biggest act at the time, they signed Al. <laughs> I didn't know what. It's I not just, Atoli. It's Atola. <laughs> because of Sharona. Hey, you. You did this to me. I would have also pronounced it a <laughs> That's how you spell you it. But I would have pronounced that a totally. purpose this week. No, it's you not. Purpose. And then, well, but you can't. see, I can't. I quit. Rice-a-roni. No, I can't. Just okay. go. My Corona. Then shouldn't it have been Rice-a-rona? Yeah, yeah. Right? And your theory, that should have been Rice-a-rona. <laughs> yeah, Rice-a-rona. That's not what you said. No, it's pronounced Rice-a-roni. And Alatola. Oh. Laura, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Anyway. It's, it's not me, everyone. This yes, is, it is. This is full. The script is written perfectly. <laughs> you just not. can't read today. Demento says. 50-50. <laughs> what did Demento say? I, I would also like to think I had something to do with that. Oh, you definitely did. Capital paid Al $500 and pressed the song onto a 45. Now, for the kiddies out there. Like me. Yes, like Nicole, (laughs) who's never heard of it or experienced it in any way. A 45 is a single released on a vinyl record that looks like a regular record, but it's smaller with a big hole in it. It's right in the middle. You had to have a special plastic thingy to stick in the hole. Yeah. (laughs) To make the record play. Nicole, are you hanging on here? Because we're still getting to the best part. Because one of the most weirdest ways to enjoy music. But I had a song on one. And you could sing, my Sharona. But no, it was my Bologna. I was so proud when my Al called me and told me he signed to a major record label. And that was nice. But I didn't think he made his bed that day. And that was really naughty of him. Capital's deal was for the one single. And if it performed well, they had an option to produce more. 
the single had only 10,000, had only sold 10,000 copies, which was not enough to be deemed a hit in their eyes. The company was not interested in his other songs, despite the pleadings from the Knack to keep with him. And Capital decided to drop Weird Al. Oh, well, I continue to make parodies and do my DJ gig. At least I have my DJ gig. And this is not foreshadowing in the slightest. Oh, Al, honey, it's not nice. She wanted to hear, uh, she wanted to head in a more top 40 music direction, which at the time was artists like Christopher Cross and Air Supply. No. That's because they were sailing. Mm-hmm. Sailing away. Sailing away. Casey had played more Air Supply. I would listen to his show. Al would play the songs the new management wanted, but he would play them backwards or at the wrong speed or even occasionally with chicken noises over top of them. The more he pissed off management, the more restrictions they put on his show. It came to the point where they put so many restrictions on the show, I had to quit. I even cried over it. It was a manly cry, but I cried nonetheless. So with no show of my own, I decided to join Dr. Demento. Welcome home, son. Hi, Dad. Ow, that's not your father. Nick's your father. It was more figurative than anything else, Mom. Don't worry. Okay, good, because I would never cheat on your father, especially with Mr. Percheesy Head. Hal's job was to make funny noises and help introduce the show. During the show, he would spend time writing. Demento once let him perform live on the show, too. I played my accordion while another Demento member pounded on my accordion case. The song was... Another one rides the bus. A parody of Queen's Another One Bites the Dust. I've heard that one. The song became a top requested song on the show. And at this moment that after school, he was going to pursue music. Meanwhile, back at school, his grades were suffering. However, he ended up having to make up classes in summer school in order to keep up. Well, I didn't want my little Al to be to end up floundering. No way. I don't know what I'm saying. I didn't want my Al to end up as a floundering musician, so I made a deal with him. After school, he had one year to make it work, and after that one year, if it didn't work, then he had to become an architect or a woman's dress model. I'm going to wear one gown. You have one year. gown. One Like a surgeon. (laughs) Al went to Los Angeles because that is where the music industry was. He lived in a rundown apartment while trying to make ends meet, and one way he would make money was to set up on the street with his accordion and do shows. He also worked at Westwood One in the mailroom. I also took whatever money I had and made my own copies of Another One Rides the Bus. Doom, doom, doom. I took them to the record shops and sold them there. Ironically, I couldn't afford bus fare to get there, so I had to walk. Oh, wow. So Weird Al didn't ride the bus. <laughs> Sales were dismal, but TK Records decided to pick up Al as an artist and release Another One Rides the Bus on their own label. Soon after, Weird Al got booked on Tom Snyder's Tomorrow Show. It was confusing because I kept thinking I was going on tomorrow, but then the producers would tell me, not yet. And I would say, but I'm here for tomorrow's show, eventually. I figured it out. Huh. Oh, my Al is such a smart boy. I couldn't believe he was going to do architecture on TV. No, Mary. He was going to sing another one rides the bus. Oh, I like buses. <laughs> Just as another one rides the bus <laughs> starting to chart, TK Records went under. And with going under went any money Al would have seen from sales of the record. And Al was not to be deterred. I would sometimes do a live show, so I invited Al to come and perform. We really had no idea how Al would do live. I just went out there in my patchwork pants 
and my accordion, and I killed it. He did so well that my manager wanted to represent him and put a band behind him. You know, like a real musician. He also brought his own pair of patchwork pants. I like patchwork pants, too. They're my favorite. Alan, his best ba- Alan, his band's first concert was at Knoxbury Farm. He was so unknown that they billed him as Weird Al. It bugged me so much because, you oh. know, spelling skills. Sorry. Yeah. Another typo. It's That's not actually a typo because no. they billed him as Weird Wired Al. And see, I just automatically read okay. it as Weird Al. It's almost as bad as speech skills. Yeah, I Spelling know. skills, speech skills. <laughs> Who flubs a joke like that? Nicole? Next, <laughs> Al got a gig opening up for missing persons. You may be asking yourself, Who? Soon me. But at the time, Missing Persons was big. But for some reason, the audience that was there to see a new age punk band was not into according to music. Go figure. They pretty much hated Al. I don't know why. Once Al got hit by a shoe in the face from the crowd and decided to not let that stop him. He kept playing and playing. And the more the crowd booed, the more he played. Wait, what? They were booing? I thought they were cooing. I thought the shoe came off someone who was dancing. Not someone who threw it. I didn't know they hated me. I would have left immediately. Well, my little Al's such a good boy. Al's next move was to parody Joan Jett's I Love Rock and Roll. He called up the writer of the song, Jane Hooker, and asked his permission, to which Jake Hooker said... Who is Weird Al? Why are you calling me? I want to make a song. I want to make I Love Rocky Road. Al promised Jake that he would not put out a bad, disrespectful song and even sent lyrics for him to review. I don't want anyone to make fun of my song, you know, because I truly love rock and roll. Like, I would marry rock and roll if I could. But you can't marry more than one thing, so mostly I just had threesomes with rock and roll. Oh. I've done that. Jake thought the lyrics were funny, and he didn't want a parody of the song to sound crappy, so he hooked Al up with producer Rick Derringer. Derringer saw that there was... You mean Derringer? Derringer saw that there was no money in just singles, so we wanted Al to do a whole album. After they cut the album, they shopped it around to various record companies. It was a pretty good album, mostly because of Rocky Road, you know, but the record companies passed. They said no radio show is going to play this. So we took it to a radio show that played it right away. It became one of the top requested songs, so... their record companies. <laughs> they took it back to the record companies, who still said no, except for one, Tad Dowd, Dowd of Scotty Brothers. No, that's Scotty Bros. They're bros, okay, not brothers. Okay, and then it's not even spelled Scotty Bros. <laughs> Leave the Scotty Bros alone. Scotty Bros signed out, but there was a problem. I Love Rock and Roll was becoming dated and fading from the charts, and the company liked having the completed album, but they wanted to have a current song. So, I took the song Mickey by Tony Basil, which was climbing the charts, and turned it into a song about Lucille Ball, titled... Ricky. The video and record didn't do very well, however. Radio and video companies were not buying into it. It seemed like Weird Al was just going to be this one record novelty act. Sales did climb enough to warrant a second album, though. Oh, I don't like Warrant. They are a nasty, nasty band. No one is talking about Warrant, Mom. Just calm your cherry pie, okay? (gasps) Ow. (laughs) Listen, heaven isn't too far away, all right? Don't make me go to your room. 
All right. Don't make you go to. I'm going to make these parodies, and I'm going to be dirty, rotten, filthy, stinking rich. That's okay? how I say he made me. I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. I do, and it's all warrant songs. <laughs> I knew in order to get this parody song thing to work, I had to stay current with my song choices. Michael Jackson had just released "Beat It," so I figured I would call him up and ask his permission because I'm nice like that. And for some strange reason, he said yes, and Eat It was born. Okay, one of the signatures to Weird Al's versions was to think you were listening to the original song at first. He would perfect the music to this degree. He made his video in the same way that Michael Jackson made Beat It, right down to every dance move and every camera angle. Eat It made Al a star and gave him a gold record. That same record eventually won a Grammy. You know, my Alfred never fit into the main mainstream, but he kind of took the pop culture and kicked it in its ass. Mom, did you just say ass? Hush, dear. You don't say that word, okay? Just because mommy did doesn't mean you can. <laughs> Hush, dear. Here was the steam nerd and one hit wonder that has one of the most biggest music careers out there. He's still recording and is as relevant and successful today as he ever was. Now, only if he would go back to architecture. He always made the best corners and windows. Oh, Mom! Among Weird Al's many accolades are as a voice actor in The Simpsons, Robot Chicken, The Grim Adventures of Bill and Mandy, and the Transformers animated series. Al has also directed several of his music videos, as well as videos for The Black Crows, Ben Folds, and The President of the United States of America. Sure. He has. That's a big Okay, got it. I was like, I don't. They had a lump. And they liked peaches. Yes. Okay. Very much. They come in a can. Peaches. Only peaches, peaches that come in a can. Okay. <laughs> he has made appearances on Wheel of Fortune and Rock and Roll Jeopardy, as well as writing a children's book called When I Grow Up. To date, Al has sold over 12 million records and has won five Grammys. Yeah. Wow. I'm sorry. I know it's pulling teeth with us sometimes, but you love us and that's what matters. Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> I love how Chris's hair has changed throughout this episode. You can just tell how stressed <laughs> so he got at certain points. And now it's all a mess because we're just stressing him out. That's okay. You know yes, what? you are, Nicole. I try. That's we what I We got one of for. my favorite segments. Fishbowl facts. Fishbowl facts. Yeah! Here's where we add a little more tidbits to Weird Al. We have some little tiny things written on a piece of paper that we actually pull out of a fishbowl and we'll now read to you. Good. While you pass it around, I have a nice long fact here. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yankovic repeatedly asked for permission to sat- satirize... Prince's work, but was always denied. Al received a telegram for Prince's lawyer from Prince's lawyers the night before an American Music Awards, demanding that he not make eye contact with the Minnesota native. Yankovic would later learn that other musicians were also seated within Prince's vicinity, received the same note, and admitted that he looked at him a few times. So, like. Prince's people said, "Don't make eye contact with Prince." Yeah, That's- but that wasn't uncommon. Weird Al didn't know that. Okay, that's just a weird diva kind of move, I think. That's Prince. I get that. That sounds like something Mariah Carey would do. <laughs> Don't look her in the eye. Are we going to you next? No, you. Oh, we're going. Okay. Under the fair use provision of U.S. copyright law, Yankovic and others did not need permission from other, from original artists to satirize their work, as long as royalties are paid. But to stay on friendly terms with other artists in the industry, Weird Al asked for permission before recording anyway. 
Dare to be Stupid was the first comedy record ever released on combat compact disc format not combat that's completely different that is that's harder to listen <laughs> that was to. something the clash did they released combat rock <laughs> paul mccartney didn't give permission for wings's live and let die because the altered version would have been chicken pot pie which would have gone against mccartney's vegetarianism oh yes interesting. In the Smells Like Nirvana music video, Al even used the same janitor in the Smells Like Teen Spirit video, as well as some of the cheerleaders. At first, Yankovic used the number 27 just because it fit well as a lyric and because it was a pretty funny number. When a fan called attention to the reference to 27 in the Like a Surgeon and the This Is Life videos, Weird Al started to use the number more often. Hmm. I don't know how 27 is a funny number. It's funny. I think 69 is a funnier number. But 72 is even better. (laughs) And UHF, Weird Al gave a nod to his old high school club as an addition to the TV lineup with Volcano Worshippers Hour. Al attended kindergarten one year early and skipped the second grade. And his scholastic promotion was not popular with his older classmates. He is very smart. Yankovic openly discourages people from giving him parody ideas, but he made an exception for Madonna, who suggested Like a Surgeon. Weird Al's movie, UHF, was released internationally as The Vidiot from UHF. Fishbowl facts. Fishbowl facts. There's another fact that didn't make it into the fishbowl, but he actually wanted to call it that. I knew that, actually. Did you know that? Yes, I read that somewhere okay. while doing research on this. Nice. Um, so, we got a couple calls and some comments for Weird Al. Cool. If anybody wants to call us, our phone number is 813-708-9717. Call, leave us a voicemail, leave us comments, suggestions, criticisms, fan mail. But that's our phone number, 813-708-9717. So on Twitter, from It's Pronounced Eric Reno, he says, Rock, rock, pop, rap, R&B, country, polka. There's nothing he can't successfully perform. Weird Al is the most versatile musician of the last few decades, Hmm. which is true. And he does his own original stuff, too. Some people don't realize that. Yes, he does. No Dare to be stupid. parody, but lots of originals. You know, I have to say, I always wonder if he tried to get a serious career in music, if he would have been as successful. I don't think so. Because he, he can sing. He can. But I think this just works for him. Right. He would have to do alternative music, I think, because uh, of his voice. He can sing, but it's like, uh, like you mentioned, they might be giants earlier. Those guys can sing, but they're not going to be outside their genre of music. No. Hmm. Um, on Facebook, Katie says Weird Al on Hot Ones was the worst. Is Hot Ones a TV show? I'm not familiar with that. Mm. No idea. And Michelle says, my thoughts, pure genius. So there you go. And Christopher from Pure Science says, I need to call when I get home tonight. And did he call? He did not call. Oh, my goodness. Calling you out. But we do have some calls. We do. Um, Here's the first one. Hey, this is Booter. I'm calling about Weird Al, who I don't listen to. Uh, I had a cousin named Weird Stan. And Weird Stan used to eat a lot of bugs. I really like your show. I only listen to podcasts like Gravity Beard and 
Is it a portal? Oh my god. <laughs> what was that? Yeah. Oh god, I don't want to know. Uh, I gave you the brooder call first. Switching it up. How lucky we were that he called again this week. <laughs> Such a loyal hater. <laughs> he also doesn't listen to Weird Al, so maybe uh, you and Bruder can go out on a date, Nicole. You got a lot. No, of that's all right. You have a lot of brooding. You have to get out. You know, I'm not looking to brood anybody. <clears throat> I just want to say one thing. I don't know how I feel about Bruder dating anybody. Why? He'd probably hate it. Yeah, well, one, he'd probably hate it, but two, I just don't. I don't think. Maybe he's not available. Have you ever... We don't know anything about him. How can you just... I, I know nothing about the man. He could just, be happily married. But. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you laugh about that? Can people not be happily married? The way you laughed when you said it. People can be happily married. Yeah, they just brood in their free time. <laughs> when, when they're not happy, they have outlets. And they like what does that mean? They will call podcasts <laughs> and hate them and hate everything. Okay. Yep. I so hate you're my fine. wife, but I'm gonna get it out on this podcast. I don't know. Oh, I'm taller you. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have to have a discussion later about Broder, Bruder, whatever his name is. <laughs> Broder. Here's a uh, uh, Toe from Gravity Beard. He called into. Hey guys, this is Toe from Gravity Beard. I am so glad that you guys are doing an episode on Weird Al Yankovic. I guess I don't really know, but it feels like Weird Al is a little bit underrated. Or one of the th- just one of the things I think about when I think about him is is how he's not really regarded in any way whatsoever. I, I don't even even when I felt like he was bigger back in the eighties. Back when I bought a cassette uh, copy of Even Worse, it didn't feel like he was getting the due, uh, and uh, you know that he deserved. And it's probably because he was doing, you know, satire or he was ripping off other stuff. But in my opinion, he might be one of the most underrated entertainers of our time. The guy's a great musician. He's a great dancer. He's a great overall performer. He's a comedian. Uh, his music videos were spot on. He did such a good uh, take on so many popular songs. You could the one thing you could never criticize him for was that he did a poor ripoff. It was always perfect. And he's also a great writer. Think of all the songs that you know, he redid the lyrics, but they were funny and witty and worked with the timing of the song. I guess some people may criticize him and say he's not really writing any original material. He's just sitting down with an already really great song with with a catchy tune and great words and he's just changing them which I've actually done that uh, for a couple of times for some random reasons but I, I don't know I, I just he, he is per, he's permanently embedded in the fabric of American pop culture for me um, obviously like a lot of things my peak interest was probably in the 80s in my junior high high school days but uh, he's just fantastic and um I don't know. I, I guess he's kind of fading. He, he, you know, he seemed to be an older guy, and I don't even remember the most the latest thing he's come out with. But, um, but the, the place that he found in pop culture is, is well deserved, and I think he might be a little underrated. Um, I, I admire him for all the reasons that I've already listed. But thanks, guys, for the, for doing an episode on him. He really deserves the attention. Talk to you later. Bye. 
So Chris is not a fan. That was he sarcasm. Liked him. He oh, liked sarcasm. him. Oh, okay. Sarcasm. Yeah, that's sarcasm. fine. <laughs> Shut up, everyone. Leave me alone. One thing that he did observe that I think uh, we didn't talk about, but he said that Al's a great dancer. That is kind of true. He's a good performer, good showman, and um, he did release some stuff. Uh, he did a take on uh, Royals with Foil. Yes. And some other songs. So he's had an album just out. Manchurian Candidate, I think the name of it was. It was a mandatory something, I think. Is that what it was? Yeah. So yeah, he's still he's still cranking them out today. And like you mentioned, where you said that he might not have had a career if he went like the straight and narrow, probably not. But he's got one of the longest careers in music. You know, it's hard to have a career in music and he's still he's still doing it. Yeah. Which is great. I just hope because there are so many people now who can self-publish and stuff on YouTube and put out their own videos with all the new means of. So while he did a really good job, he kind of had a corner on the parody market because at that point they were you had to have a record label in order for most of your stuff to get out and be heard by a widespread audience. And now anybody yeah. online can do a par- parody and anybody online can basically produce a top quality music video without the money of a production team and stuff like that. So I feel like if he's going to hold on to what he had, if he wants to continue to be successful, he's got a much, much greater like yeah. spectrum of competition. But now. he has the name and like right. I'll, I'll tell you, as many parody videos as I have watched, nothing compares to being like, oh, Weird Al has a new song, I have to hear it. Yeah. Like I, I will still go to Weird Al before any other parody yeah. out there because of who he is and I know mm-hmm. he does amazing already based on the past however many years he's been doing it. Yep. Name recognition does help. That and another parody band is going to be like, oh, what are you, a Weird Al clone? Right. right. Now everybody else who follows him yeah. has to follow him as being a clone to him. he yeah. They're not original anymore, yeah. like he was. Also, talking to Cramo today, you know, he was telling me when I was telling him about the show, he saw Weird Al a few years ago. And during the concerts, he actually went and changed into all the costumes that he wore in the music videos, like when he would perform the songs. Oh, yeah, that's cool. So he wore the fat suit during fat. Oh, and my gosh. Everything. Like, and he would just go and get changed, and he wouldn't be gone that long. He put on a crazy show, he was saying. His shows are very high energy. Yeah, I would like to yeah. see Weird Al. Well, I thought you were going to buy us tickets, but you didn't. Whoops. I didn't. We were poor that week. Were we? Yeah. Very, very poor. <laughs> we're poor every week, so what's new? Speaking of poor, let's rate this beer. Oh. <laughs> that was a good segue. I like that. <laughs> I mean, I guess Chris, go first. Uh, Wait, what's you the beer, Chris? The rating system. And what's the rating system? Oh, rating systems one through six. It represents a six pack. Six means uh, it's great. It's awesome. One means ugh, and anything in between. <laughs> so, like I said before, I'm not a big fan of the Hefeweizen. Um, Hefeweizen. I know, Laura, you like the Hefeweizens. <laughs> um, this one wasn't so bad, though. Had a clean finish, which is what I like. What in beer. flavors did you get from it? Oh, citrus. I got beer flavor. Really? Mm-mm. Oh, okay. You can show me up on your when it's your turn. Okay. But I'm gonna actually give it a three and a half, which is high for me for a hip. Oh. It's my second least favorite beer. 
Yes, style. that's what you said. IPA in Hefeweizen. Yeah, I love IPAs. Uh, well, that was like six hours ago, so I'm just restating it. Yeah, it has been a while. So what do you think, Laura? Um, surprisingly, I'm going to give it a six. <laughs> wow, did not see that coming. Did anyone else figure that out? No, yeah, no, I could, I could definitely have another one make right now. I think there's more in the fridge. Okay, good. <laughs> Is that all your thoughts on it? Just, it was good and I could have another one? Yeah, I think that's the first time I've ever said that on this show. Okay. <laughs> that is so, true. So straightforward. Straight to the point. Yeah, right there. I don't Boom. know what else you want me to say. I'm an alcoholic. I can drink sex. <laughs> Give me it all. Nicole? Me? Uh, I thought it was really, really flavorful. There was a, a maltiness to it that wasn't overpowering. It, it was very well drinkable it had citrusy notes to it which i think can be expected for a florida beer let alone a hefeweizen so i'm gonna give it a five i really enjoy it i don't know if i could do six but i could do five i think it was really good all right brewmaster i think the scariest part about this beer is that they use florida water to brew it (laughs) that's a very good point like it's from a there. spring, though. It's from a spring. I know. Still makes makes it scary. It's a 5.4 ABV, which, you know, it's a decent amount. I like the flavor. I got notes of banana and citrus as I had it. Oh, okay. Uh, I, it I thought banana. there was a little fruity nature to it at the end, which I thought gave it a good aftertaste. Overall. I tasted chocolate and peanut butter. That was last week. Oh, okay. And there was only the hint of chocolate as you tasted it and the smell of peanut butter. (laughs) But this, I thought it was very good. I would give it a six. Yay. Mm. Guess we got to go to the brewery in Gainesville. Good Podcast 42 field trip. Yay. Yay, Let's go. Except Chris can stay because he didn't like it. No, I gave it a high rating for me. For For him, that being his second least favorite style of beer, I like the 3.5. rating. I think it was a good rating. And Laura will happily take care of the other 0.5 that he did. That's right. That's right. So, (laughs) Podcast 42 field trip. Yay. Yay. And is it, you said this was the brewery that does something special with the, with the, yeah. <laughs> well, the tabby thingy. We what talk, are those called? We, the, the six pack, six pack rings. rings. The, yeah, the six pack rings. Well, we talked about this they're off They're photodegradable. It says they're photodegradable. So which, you can take pictures of them and they degrade. <laughs> which means they will... <laughs> that was my joke. <laughs> <laughs> it means they will break down in sunlight. But and is this I, the same brewery that has the other ones that... I, I don't... I no, the other one... No, I really like up. the turtle that they have right next to where it says degradable. It's like, yes. look, we're saving a turtle. Yeah, one turtle. I want you to know. Um, no, the other one, isn't that Cigar City that has the turtle no, food rings? No, no. Which one no, has the turtle food? Six pack rings, I'm looking. That's actually turtle food. Saltwater Brewery okay. is the one in Florida. Okay. In Delray Beach. Okay. That has the six pack rings that are edible for sea creatures. What about These for are, us? Can we eat them? Ooh. I want to know if I can eat it. Um, I want to know because like what's the let's see if we can take a bite out I of one of them when we get If you're allergic to shellfish, could you eat them? I, I don't know if there's shellfish we inside. Like yeah. what if you're allergic to shellfish? I, I need a quick snack while recording this podcast. Can it I eat these rings? It says <laughs> it is constructed of barley and wheat ribbons from the brewing process. Just oh, so it's like granola. But are they gluten-free? Not if Probably not. 
Not gluten-free, no. Okay. <laughs> so if you have a gluten or celiac disease, uh, you cannot eat the biodegradable edible six-pack rings. So you could but- take the rings and throw a handful of M&Ms in them and eat it together, <laughs> like trail mix. <laughs> exactly. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> All right, Nicole. Beer mix. What? Where can you find us? What? I don't know where. Does anybody else know? No, no you're the only in, one with this knowledge. It's in front of you. Okay. So snarky tonight. I try. I know. You may call us, leave us a voicemail, comments, concerns, recommendations of anything about the topics we're going to be doing. Our phone number Request. is 813 You can find us on all the podcast stuff, as my cheat notes say. That means Spreaker, because Spreaker pays us iTunes, um, Stitcher, Podcast Garden. No. No? Not anymore? Podcast Garden. No? Okay. We changed things? Yeah, every week you say Podcast Garden. I say no. (laughs) No, you don't say no every week. Yes, I do. Yes, he does. Does he? he? Okay, whoops. Podcast Garden was a host that we had for a while. Oh, okay. And we have since moved from the host and went to Spreaker. And we have also gone to the Podfix Network. Uh, We are a part of the Podfix Network. Network, uh, so they've got a bunch of other great shows that you should listen to that have uh, guys named Chris on it. Yes, such as or. Gravity Beard, Two Girls on a Bench. No, t- no, Two Girls what? on a Bench. You know, <gasps> two Girls on a Bench has a guy named Chris on it. <laughs> um, it's Maybe a da- you should do this. It's a you- dash of science, more good. Science. Us and Gravity Beard are all kind of Chris is on the show they had oh, some new one that's coming the, I know I just yeah. meant on the Podfix network yeah the I know but two girls on a bench unless Christine's on there I don't know if Chris is there you can find us on Patreon if you'd like you can subscribe and pay a little bit of money and you would get some bonus audio content such as sound checks um, episodes that we no longer have published to the public such as some of our uh, food tasting episodes you can get full scripts without all of our crazy sidetrack nonsense if you just want to read what all of our content was and supposed to be and see all of those wonderful um, you know spell check misses get the first few episodes we recorded they're fun to listen to oh god and Um, see how we've grown yes you and can. see who's still here. <laughs> <laughs> you may email us at podcast42show at gmail.com. You may find us on the official Podcast 42 Show group page on Facebook where it will ask you to request to join and we will add you and you can join in all of the wonderful meme and pop culture posts that we have every single day. Pop culture news, news, news. On Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Here's a little known fact. We're on YouTube as well. What? What does that mean? Just our audio, though. Just our audio. So I don't expect you to go to YouTube and listen to audio, but we're there. No. It links up in the download, so why not? You expect them to go to Spreaker. Wait till we start putting videos up. (laughs) You'll see the frustration on Nicole's face. You'll see the frustration on Chris's face. (laughs) And me laughing in a corner drinking a beer. Enjoying the chaos. All right. Well, who are you guys? What's our email? Oh, I yeah, said for, our email. You did? I did. I just didn't. You were not listening, so you missed it. I didn't say type the numbers 4-2. That's why you don't oh. remember me saying the email. Oh. I missed it, too. What, what, what? 
I did I say. Podcast 42 see, show at gmail.com. We don't listen to Nicole. It's okay. I don't listen to you. I don't remember anything we ever talked about right, on these. Kids, no more fighting. I'm Nicole Fasone. Jail uh, Trose. I'm Christopher DeVos. I'm Laura. I'm still Jail Trose. <laughs> I'm still <laughs> Laura. <laughs> I just want to be heard because you know what? I'm like Chris. This show, it's all about me. <laughs> God, bye. 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 Stay fresh, cheese bags. What? <laughs> all celebrity voices have been impersonated poorly. All conversations may or may not be 100% accurate as well. We have attempted to provide you with the facts as best to our knowledge with the help of a case of fear, some old man that tells stories down by the river, Wikipedia, and old homemade YouTube documentaries. Do not use anything you heard in this show to write a book report with. You will get a bad grade. A really 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 bad grade. Just like all of our hosts did when they were in school. Music was provided by Kramo. You can find more of his tunes at Kramo.com. This has been a Podcast 42 production. Star, famous for turning number one hits into musical comedy genius. We're talking about none other than Weird Al Yankovic. He has four gold records, six platinum records here in the U.S., and his newest album debuted at number one with popular parodies like Handy from Iggy Azalea's Fancy, Tacky, a twist on Pharrell's hit Happy, and Foil, a take on Lawrence Royal. Now Weird Al, we like to call him just Weird, is found has found a new outlet for us. As the first ever, wow, guest editor of Mad Magazine. Yay! Yay! Yeah. So you're mad as well as weird. I am. So many adjectives floating around. How did this even come about that you got to be a cover boy? Well, I've been uh, obsessed with Mad Magazine since I was a small child, and uh, uh, I've gotten to know the people over at Mad Magazine. And uh, several months ago, John Ficarra, the uh, the editor, uh, over dinner, he made me the very nice offer that if I ever wanted to do a, a, a to guest edit the magazine, uh, they would be up for that. And I said, Yes, absolutely. What does that mean? What are you doing? In well, that um, you know, I. I got a lot of my friends to to contribute uh, to 
to the issue. Uh, Patton Oswalt, Tom Lennon, Kristen Schaal, Yuma Phillips, John, uh, John Hodgman. Uh, Anybody Seth we know? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I, I wrote a piece, uh, a six-page piece called Pages from Weird Al's Notebook. Oh, that would be fun. Yeah, which basically so, all the songs that were too horrible for me to record, but apparently they were good enough for Mad Magazine. Okay. Yeah. And they let you com completely do have your way. It's a very Weird Al-centric issue, yes. Yeah, you, you said that you found that, that uh, it wasn't really tough because pretty much everybody over there was as weird as you are. Pretty much. Well, Same you know, sense of humor. I think everybody in comedy today uh, was inspired uh, by Mad in some sense. And, you know, I, I certainly was weaned on Mad Magazine, and, and their sensibility, I think, infused the entire comedy community. A lot of people know you because of your music, and they've gone to your concert. So if Kath and I were to go to a Weird Al concert, what is that like? Is it all music? Is it comedy? What are you doing it's, on stage? It's a comedy music show. It's a high-energy rock and roll show with the same band that I've had since the very first album. You are but, a loyal man. Yeah, thank you. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, there's a lot of costume changes, film clips. Did you ever uh, change your hair? No, would you like me to? I'll no, do it for you. No, I love your hair because it is so you. I wear wigs on stage. But, oh, you do? Yeah. Oh, that's what I meant. So you changed oh, the yeah. look Oh, yeah. So I, I wear the Kurt Cobain wig. You know, I get into the Amish outfit, the fat suit, and the whole thing. <laughs> it's a multimedia and, show. But you don't offend people, no, right? No, you really don't. So, you, there's something that you, you get us laughing and enjoying everything and, and seeing the satire, but without being mean-spirited I like at to all. say I like to, to poke people in the ribs instead of kicking them in the butt. Yeah. Well, And yeah. You, you check with the artist, too. You, you have conversations with them and say, hey, what do you think? I'm thinking about parroting your song. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't necessarily have to legally, but, you know, yeah. that's one of the reasons I think I've been able to hang around as long as I have is I don't burn bridges and I want to make sure they're in on the joke. Has anyone ever said no? Uh, everybody asks that. The only person that's really consistently said no has been Prince. Mm -hmm. uh, and I haven't really approached him in a couple of decades, so maybe he's acquired a sense of humor by now. I don't know. Well, you talk about the decades. When the last, didn't you win a, a Grammy last year? I did. Okay. And this year. Uh, this this past year, yeah. For now, which one? What'd you win for? Uh, for, uh, for a mandatory fund, my last album. Uh -huh. Okay. And you were, that's how many decades in a row that you have won a Grammy? Is, is that, uh, that was what? Well, see, my first one was in the 80s, so doing the math, maybe four, I guess. <laughs> Don't make us that's count. That's amazing. Yeah. Real quick, we're going to list some songs, and you're going to tell us your parody, okay? If that's all right, from the magazine. Oh, okay. Well, these are, no, these, I have to say, these are not songs I would ever really record. Wish you would have. These are like bad, bad okay. parody ideas. Meatloaf, I would do anything for love. Well, I would do anything for lunch, because if you just substitute <laughs> lunch for love, it's automatically funny. Obviously. Bob Marley, I shot the sheriff. Oh, what did I say? Uh, uh, I, I've, I want sans serif. It's a song about fonts, about people that are obsessed with fonts. Oh, All right, fonts. and lastly, James Taylor, you've got a friend. Uh, you've got depends. My theme song. Yeah. <laughs> Al, thank you so we much. We love you, Jesus. You're going on tour. I am. The mandatory tour. All the dates are on weirdall.com. Okay. All right. Great to see you, sweetie. The new issue of Mad Magazine is on newsstands right now. And go to klgandhoda.com to check out some of Weird Al's greatest parodies. So worth it.